All right, on the podcast today, we have the great and magnificent uh, Michael Hughes. Uh, he was awesome. He was fantastic. He reflected on our 2019 season, and we talked a little bit of defensive philosophy. I know y'all will love listening to Coach Hughes on this podcast. Oh, man, we got Coach Hughes back on the podcast. Coach Hughes, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Coach, uh, last time you were on before the season, uh, we're going to reflect a little bit about the season, uh, what we learned, how we move forward. But, Coach, it's always good to see you in the mornings. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coach, um, you know, give a little reflection about uh, this year defensively, kind of some things you learned, um, things you want to look at next year, and then uh, you know we'll, we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, first season as a defensive coordinator, I, I joke around and tell everybody I chose a heck of a first year um, really for everything. I mean, first year teaching, first year uh, defensive coordinator here at Nitro. Um, it was a very stop and go kind of season. Uh, very hard to get kind of a flow. I remember, I mean, week one, we were we were prepping for St. Albans and I had everything planned out, ready to go. Actually, I had my board full of like all their formations, what I wanted to do against it. And then we were told we're not playing. So then I scrap everything, try to sit down, figure out game plan for uh, the next week. And then we're playing St. Albans, you know, three, four weeks down the road. So, I mean, it was a very stop and go kind of season, figuring things out and then having to refigure it out. Um, but, man, it was fun. Uh, COVID definitely threw a wrench into everything. Uh, but, no, I mean, as far as lessons learned, I mean, you find out, one of the things I was most excited for was installing a defense myself, trying to – it's really exciting seeing things come from paper and kind of thoughts on paper. All of a sudden, you're running it in practice and seeing it work. Um, I mean, that's beyond exciting. Uh, day one, I mean, you know me, and we talk about it all the time. It's all about having a plan, uh, knowing what we want to do, what we want to install. Um, I was talking to a couple coaches the other day. Uh, I mean, day one, we ended up being four, two, five, four, three, kind of hybrid cover one, man, day one, I wanted to put in quarters and just with our guys, uh, I thought it'd fit us really well, but day one, I'm out there working with them, trying to get quarters installed. And it was like running into a brick wall. Uh, you're getting the, I, some people call it the brook trout look like, uh, like when you catch a fish and they give you the look oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. were looking at you like, what are you talking about, coach? <laughs> Some of that, I mean, really, it just, it didn't fit us. And that's something, that's one thing I learned really quick. If it does not fit you, there's no point in trying to install it because you're going to be sitting there, you know, beating your head against a brick wall trying to get it installed. So it's all about, uh, I mean, knowing your kids. That's another thing with COVID, you know, I'm a new coach, so I don't know these kids. We got shut down in what? April, March. Would have been like the first, second week of March, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. So I didn't see – I got to see the kids. I was hired in December. We started working out again in January. Mm -hmm. So I had one, maybe two months. And then, of course, you know, I don't get to see the basketball kids, stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, I'm trying to come in, not really – I mean, watching film and talking to you guys, knowing what we have, but not seeing physical bodies and not – talking with them and trying to install stuff. Uh, but day one, tried to put in quarters, didn't work, didn't like how it was looking. Um, felt that cover one and man coverage fit us a lot better. Um, a lot of scrappy DBs, that's what we had. So scrappy DBs that I felt like we could get down, uh, 
really press our man outside and just play some tough coverage on guys. Um, and that worked pretty well for us for the season. Uh, I mean, of course, we have a couple of blown coverages, but that's going to happen, uh, especially to me, man coverage is always a big risk, um, especially if you're going cover zero instead of cover one. Um, you're telling your guy that's who you have, and you're hoping that you sit down and in your game plan you have that game plan well enough that it's you like the matchup there. But, I mean, sometimes someone's going to make a play over top of you. I mean, how many – we defended it well throughout the season, but, man, how many vertical routes did we see that the guy just had a step on him and it completed over top of him? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think about in my, in my short coaching career, people say, oh, cover three, safe, cover three, safe. Coach, we've set offensive records versus cover three yeah. <laughs> at a couple of places I was, like literally offensive yardage records. Um, so I don't know that man coverage is dangerous. It's just what you – like what we're good at. So we've got all the basketball guys that play in the back end. Right, yeah. You know, that translates over to that. Talk about – you're talking about wanting to be quarters. We talked about wanting to be that going forward. Talk about, you know, I think we have guys that, that fits. And you, like, you think we have guys that um, that fit. Talk about that going forward. Like, why do you like quarters? Because that's a big buzzword uh, these days. Yeah. I mean, in my version of quarters, or not, I shouldn't say my version of quarters, but the quarters that I like, it's just spot drop, getting guys deep. Um, man, you can sit around and you can study for the longest time, you know, trying to pattern match and match quarters. Um, and that's really great when you're looking at it on paper. Um, it's wonderful. It's great. But I think we have to come in with a mindset that kids are kids. You know, uh, as soon as they leave practice, the only thing they're thinking about with football is, you know, maybe trying to get their girlfriend a jersey and get tickets into the game. I mean, it's not, it's not like they're going home and reading books on football. Uh, maybe they play Madden, but, I mean, with Madden, it's – yeah, it's engage eight and send everybody and hope for the best. Coach, can we, can we put it engage eight? Is that possible? <laughs> Shoot. But, I mean, you just you have to understand kids are not going to go home and study the game of football. You know, defensively, you know, if we have a two-hour practice, I have an hour every day. There are actually 30 minutes to install things and then 30 minutes of practicing it. So I have to ask myself, am I able to teach, you know, these kids – and have them understand match quarters and all these different rules in 30 minutes and execute it well. And I mean, in my opinion, you know, maybe I'm just a bad teacher, but I don't think at our level, I don't think it's possible because we got guys going both ways. Yeah. I think, you know, double a football in the state of West Virginia, you know, we're playing, like you said, we're playing guys both ways. Some guys three ways. They're also playing special teams. So, right. you know, trying to install something that's, expensive is hard yeah. yeah so that's why my mind i mean it just goes to spot drop quarters um just simple your corners are looking at number one getting deep you got the outside quarter um free safety and strong safety they have inside quarters they're looking at number two anything past the linebackers they're picking that up uh it's simple i mean it really is it's simple um I mean, linebacker-wise, you got guys dropping on a 45. You're two outside. If you're a 4-3, you got your two outside guys dropping at a 45, um, uh, coming out, dropping at a 45 and picking up their zone. And then you have Mike Linebacker dropping 25, 25-degree uh, angle and just kind of looking to the inside of the zone. So um, looking for anything coming across. So to me, that's simple. Um, I mean, it's simple. It's not taxing on the kids. Um, 
that's what I like about quarters. I think it's I think it's great to have a cap on every single route. Um, you're not asking now. The only problem you get is when you get like a wheel route. You know, you get the out route from number two. Now your linebacker is going to try to carry it. That's a man out of the zone. But and you're asking for a linebacker to run with you know a slot. Mm-hmm. That's not always a good matchup. But in that same idea, you have the cap over top mm-hmm. as well. So, um, man, I just I just like quarters. I mean, it's simple. Everything's mm-hmm. capped. You got, uh, I mean, to quote our buddy Seth T. Ramsey, you got. If you don't move the back line of checkers and checkers, you're not going to lose. Yeah. So you keep those guys deep. And, I mean, another thing, it's you're asking an offensive coordinator, um, you know, OCs get greedy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, understandably. But you're telling them, you know, you're not going to complete anything deep. You know, the crux of quarters coverage is the five-yard out. You know, just dinking and dunking down the field. And if that's all an offense can get – well, I mean, you look, okay, first and 10, you're throwing that five yard out, the guy drops it. Now you got second and 10. You know, you have to make up that ground somewhere. So it's forcing the, the offense to either march it all the way down the field or make them try to test that quarters coverage. There's four guys deep. And I mean, I like our matchup in that case. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, I, I mean, geez, we're, we'll probably get on the board today and draw a bunch of stuff up in your room. Yeah. Because uh, we're in virtual <laughs> learning. Um, that's usually what we do. And we uh, we don't burn paper doing that, though. No. You know what I mean? You just go on the board and, ah, it looks good. And then I, we come back like 20 minutes later. And, ah, well, let's look at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, talking about quarters, uh, I think it's great that the spot drop, see the break and vision. Because we don't see like division one quarterbacks and receivers like some other people right. i guess have to play like i mean people call it palms or to read yeah um but we don't i mean we see mostly run teams what do you agree with that yeah i agree i mean to me pass is secondary i want to shut down if i'm facing the team i'd rather defend the spread versus the single wing any week um because i mean passing the ball i mean three things can happen two of them are bad yeah. you know i'll take that matchup. uh but if you can't shut down the run, you're going to have a long night uh, regardless. That's why, I mean, I like – I've always liked 4-3 because it's a run-stopping defense, mostly because, I mean, you have to have a stud mic, which we did this past year. Um, to me, if you can't stop the run, that's that's priority number one. You know, if you can't stop the run, all your coverages don't really matter. Yeah. Because an OCs know that also because they – I mean, I've never met – well, I can't say i never met because I've met a few, but I've never met an OC that would rather pass the ball over run the ball, you know. If you can get four yards run it, why would you ever throw it? It's kind yeah, of my philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's run-first mentality. That's why, I mean, it's all about being fundamentally, fundamentally sound up front um, and making sure your guys understand that. Uh, that's another thing I learned this season – is, I mean, just simplicity up front, simplicity with your linebackers. Don't bog those guys down. Um, you know, we in our in our defense we ran this year, it was single gap. You know, we didn't have guys two-gapping. We didn't have um, – our rules that we put in place kept the gap assignments consistent. And that was crucial for us because now, you know, I can throw out whatever front I want or I can call a blitz. Everybody knows their gap assignment. Um but I, I think that's crucial. Um, if you have guys, if there's any kind of hesitation, uh, the offense knows where they're going. 
you know, if there's hesitation in the defense, not knowing where they need to go, I mean, that's gaps that are getting exposed. That's huge running lanes. Um, it's super important um, to me working with the box, uh, something we did this season. Uh, we'd have the defensive line and linebackers work together all the time. We'd go indie period, have indie period together, and just go through our run fits. You know, call a call a front, and everybody step to their gap. Um, everybody step to their gap, and in the defense we ran, we had one free hitter, no matter what, um, which I think is crucial. Having an overhang or having one free hitter, a guy that's able to fill um, where needed, but. Um, just being gap sound, you know, whatever blitz you call, everybody needs to know where that blitz is coming. That way we can respond to it defensive line. Uh, D-line and linebackers work hand-in-hand. Hand. That's how it should be. You know, if I call an A-gap blitz, well, my nose has to know where that's going. Um, and obviously, if he needs to gap or move, if he needs to move to the B-gap, he knows he needs to do that cross-face get over. Or if we're in a front or an even front, you know, he's just stepping to the left, stepping to the right, getting to the B gap. Yeah, I think single gap, you know, is is definitely the way to go. Um, you know, what we've done some two gap in the past, but man, you have to. I don't. You don't have to have like war daddies, but it does make the fits a little more fickle because you're, you yeah. know, your your four technique supposed to be in the B gap. Well, excuse me, his beat the B gap's the must gap, and then he can play the c gap as a bonus gap but sometimes you get two guys in the same gap right because um, technically you're you know, your mike and will or whatever you call your inside guys are covered but that can get a little hairy i feel like the four three or even the three four single gap it makes it a little easier i think yeah. my gap is blank yeah yeah you yeah know? and that's something i wanted to avoid i mean that's why that's why we paired the d line and the linebackers together is that way we don't have two guys going into one gap you know, I joked with the guys all the time, you know, told them, you know, you never want to have two guys going into the same hole. Remember that on Saturday nights, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the kids laugh about that and it sticks with them because now they know, you know, no, I don't want to go um, into the wrong hole. And, you know, my buddy's already there and now I have a gap that's open. Um, that's why I always told the linebackers make the defensive line right. So even if those guys make a mistake up front, you know, let's say the nose, he ends up going B-gap. Well, now instead of you playing B-gap, slow it down, take yourself to the A-gap. Okay, because, I mean, you, you have to have pride out of the way in that case. You know, I don't care, you know, someone busts an A-gap run for 30 yards on us. Well, a linebacker comes to the sideline and tells him, well, he went into my gap. You know, I'm asking him, well, why'd you follow him? Yeah. yeah. We have to be smart enough if the B gap's not there. And same thing, I mean, if the B gap closes, we get a double team. You know, we have to remove ourselves and get to the gap that's open. Yeah, I think that's one of the one of the keys I don't think gets talked about enough is if your gap closes, go to the next one. Yeah. You don't just yeah. stay there. Like, oh, I got the A gap. Well, it closed like a down gap. I'm shooting a down block happens and they just sit there sometimes. You're like, go oh, the next one. Yeah. And I mean that's that I mean, that's the crux of football. I mean, it's it's we can draw things up on paper, no matter or and it look great, but we don't take into account that offense. You know, it's not just a square with you know two circles on either side. That's going to move. The offense is going to move, um, and we have to be ready. Our kids, we have to take time to teach our kids fundamental football. That way, they understand. Well, if that happens, then I need to do this. You know, we we stay away from paralysis by analysis. Um, mostly because we simplify, but we also, we rep it. 
So kids are seeing, okay, well, that gap's no longer there. Now I need to flow and get to the open gap. That's awesome, Coach. Um, talk a little bit about, like, your pressure stuff, because that's something that, you know, we, we I sent you a text this morning, and you were like, I already read that about, like, <laughs> you know, six-man hot pressure. Uh, talk about, like, what's the what do you like as pressures, and where do you see – uh, like yourself going forward in your scheme as far as pressures go? Yeah, I mean, to me, the only thing I have to do – so, I mean, we have these great minds in football. I mean, especially in the state of West Virginia, great, great minds in football. But the beautiful part of it, I don't have to outsmart the other coordinator. I just have to outsmart the 15-, 16-, 17-year-olds he has on the field right now. So, to me, it's understanding the concepts that they're running with the offensive line, understanding their protections – um, and trying to attack that. Um, you know, first thing I do when I watch film is I'm watching offensive line. I'm trying to find the weakest lineman that I think we can take advantage of. Um, and then from there, that's how I game plan for our pressures for the week. Um, figure out who's the weakest, figure out how I can manipulate him, whether that's with – I mean, I love overload pressures um, from a four-down look. You know, you have guys – you know, you have your um, – your tackle crash if you're running even front, so twos and um, flexing the end and the bandit outside. Um, you know, taking that tackle, having him crash down your bandit or your ends looping around, getting to the A gap. You know, you're going to expose if you have the tackle coming down and taking um, the the offensive tackle, taking his shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to expose a gap there, and that's when you bring a delay blitz behind it. Um, I love that pressure, and we. We almost – I say we almost hit home with it a several times. But, um, you know, it was always – it was wide open because it's more or less – I mean, you apply an offensive concept there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like your down linemen, your D linemen are blocking. They're opening a gap for your linebacker to come through and, I mean, just have a free hit on the quarterback. Um, but, I mean, pressures to me – I mean, I feel like I said it several times, but it's simplistic. You know, understanding um, – yeah, I've never understood everybody having all these different call words and crazy names for things. I mean, I've always been in the mind, you know, if you want to send your mic back or to the A-gap, tell the mic to go to the A-gap. I mean, it's – Yes, preach that. <laughs> I mean, it's simple. So, I mean, to me, I mean, I, we had packaged pressures this year. We had double A, double B, and then bringing two guys off the edge. Um but I think it's important to be able to call individual blitzes as well. Um, so if I want to send my mic to the A and my Sam to the B, I can do that. You know, yeah, it's a little bit more work for me because I had to think through it. But um, to me, it's looking out there on the field, knowing knowing the team that we're facing. Um, that's the second thing I look for is tendencies. You know, what are they doing if it's third and two? What are they trying to do if they get a big gainer on first down? Are they taking a deep shot or are they more conservative? You know, if it's second and two, are they just trying to get the first down or are they taking their deep shot because they feel like they can beat us on third down? Um, it's understanding uh, what teams like to do and trying to counteract that with my blitzes. Um, and it's it's a cat and mouse game. I mean, it really is. I think that's my favorite part is you're playing chess. You know, I'm thinking because he's looking at my tendencies also. So if I'm trying to think, well, he does this on second and two, he knows I'm going to do this on second and two. 
do I change what I do and try to it's it's, it's really fun to sit down and really take a, an analytical approach to um, the game because I mean we're human you know we're not robots we're not we're trying to figure out the guy across from us um, and see if we can beat him to the punch that's awesome coach yeah I, I think that's that's you do a really good job and that's something that you you're always thinking about like hey how do we pressure how do we have a good call um but at the same time it's simple you yeah. know because i mean like on our schedule i mean you see almost every style of offense in a 10 game schedule we see you see almost every style of offense known to man yeah. uh, so talk about how that affects your game plan or your scheme not game plan your scheme because I mean, gee whiz, like we'll go from like pro to freaking spread to like wing T, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the single wing, it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's rules-based football. So, you know, everybody has their rule. Now, of course, there's exceptions to the rules, and that's, that's what we do every week. So Monday, um, this season, Monday was a team teach day. I will uh, sit down on Sunday, write down every formation that I think we will see. Um, and look at their biggest tendencies, their biggest plays, and we'll go out and we'll teach that on Monday. And I have guys, um, we'll, we'll line them up. We'll line up in their formations, uh, have the offensive line take a knee, and we'll show them, okay, well, they motion here or they do this, um, just making sure everybody understands the rules. I mean, that's, that's how you counteract seeing so many different offenses. Um, everybody knows the rules. So corner knows he has number one. Down safety knows that he has number two weak. Free safety, if we're cover zero, knows that he has two strong. And then corner, that side has one strong. And then we'll break it up, you know, game by game um, with what they do with the tailback number three. Um, we'll figure out who's going to cover that linebacker-wise. So, I mean, it's all about these guys know their rules. And what's really great um, is since there's such simple rules – um, we can plug and play guys. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we got into the situation this year. I mean, against against Chapmanville, oh, oh my gosh. against Chapmanville, I played a freshman D lineman at free safety, fifteen yards deep. That's a fact. If anybody wants film on that, we can send you film. <laughs> I mean, it just got to the point that um, yeah, I'm t I took I took our Sam linebacker who led the team in tackles this year. I looked at him and I said, "Man, go play corner. I don't have I don't have a DB. Go play corner." Yes, he's, Coach Hughes is not lying. Again, we will send a film to people who want to verify this. <laughs> but uh, I sent him out there, and it was simple enough. I mean, it's man coverage. It is simple. But I, I, it was a two-minute coaching session on the sideline. Hey, go line up over top of number one, press man, get to the inside leverage, take a step, wash him outside coverage. Um, so, I mean, it's plug and play. It's simple rules. And, I mean, if a kid can count to three, he can cover in our offense or our defense. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, it's just simple. Um, so if they move that guy into the backfield, you know, if they move number two into the backfield, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. We're counting from the widest guy in, and then if we get like, a, if we get an I, I formation, then we're we're deciding who is the most dangerous guy in that I formation, and that's how we number. Yeah. So typically, um, we'll make the tailback number two, fullback number three. That way, I don't have uh, if a team has a stud tailback. I really don't want my linebacker trying to cover that yeah. uh, just because that's a mismatch and teams will take advantage of that. I'd rather have, you know, a guy that's used to covering um, on the most dangerous guy. So tailback's number two, fullback's number three, 
and we'll break that down on Monday. And the kids know, you know, I'm trying to make it as simple as I can. The kids know, okay, against this team, he's number two, he's number three. Um, if they have a dangerous man that I feel like we need to double, you know, we had that this year. Now we didn't end up using it um, just because I felt like we had decent matchups. Maybe that's why we got a couple of deep balls over top of us. But no, I don't think so, Coach. I, I think you you had the right right calls in there. <laughs> but I mean, we can that that's simple things. You know, we had what three coverages this year, and they were all were four if you count in the double the. Uh, the double team coverage. Right. Um, it was simple. You know, and kids didn't have to sit down with a play. We didn't, I mean, we had our playbook on huddle, but I didn't hand out playbooks to the point where kids had to sit down and study, you know, in that 30 minute team teach period, I was able to go over it. So me, or for me, it's really, uh, just rule-based. You know, if you can find rules that work, that are consistent week to week, implement them. And, I mean, your kids will appreciate it. You know, I can go to – I can probably go to my linebackers and ask them, you know, what's our read? You know, it's PPR. It's pass, pull, run. Or PRP, sorry. Pass, run, pull. Mm -hmm. So they know what they're looking for. PRP, simple rule. Mm -hmm. um, if you ask our corners, they will know, since our rules were simple, one to two and two to one, you know, I can take a corner, play him at free safety, or I can take a corner, play him at down safety, and I feel okay with that. Yeah, I never want to make our defense so specialized that I can't take a kid because we can't do that. Oh, yeah, like you said, you have freshman D lineman going to play like free safety. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's important for us with such small numbers to make sure we can plug and play kids no matter what. Same thing for like defensive line. You know, uh, everybody, it's the same thing up front. You know, everybody knows the rules. Same for linebackers. Everybody knows their rules. Um, so just boiling it down, plug and play. Absolutely. Coach, I appreciate your wisdom. You're a very wise man. <laughs> you're going, now I'm going to sit in your room and watch you teach all day. And yeah. You're magnificent, magnificent, excuse me, <laughs> on your virtual classes. Yeah, I appreciate that. Coach, you're a pleasure. You're a joy. You're a treasure. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you.